Okay. This is this is plainly speaking with Baggy and Balador. I'm Baggy and I'm Balador. <laughs> <laughs> and um and so today's episode will be about believe. Yeah. Nah, the, the whole statement believe and what exactly it means to believe in the context of scriptures. I mean, the word believe comes from a Greek word which is called um pistio. Yeah, pistio. Pistio. But then um there's a lot we have, we, have, we, have, we have decided it means, you know. Um, sometimes we, we, we believe that believing is just, you know, acknowledging that Jesus is Lord and then living our life how we should. But um, now we'll just have a discuss on what... I think I would love to know what Valador believes about belief. <laughs> what I believe, right? <laughs> belief is, is the, the whole idea of believing comes from... <laughs> comes from Genesis... Um, sorry, John 3, verse 16, yeah. where it says, whosoever believes in me, will not perish but have everlasting life and so um what do you believe if you if you're going to explain what it means to believe because going further after today we will speak about a number of other things we'll talk about why we believe how we believe when we um when we what makes us believe that this is the truth a number of other points that will come from it but i think what today let's just i want us to just bring down the concept for us what, what what does it mean to be according to jesus or what the disciples believe believe to mean you know and so i'll i'll, I'll throw the question up so balador what so what does believe mean in the context of salvation okay um so uh, well you know funny enough when i knew we we're going to be talking about this it kind of like it's not like and i started thinking <laughs> Not because I did not know what to say, but um, but it is it is something that kind of like has to shock us from what we already know or some of the things that and like you rightly said, um, a lot of the things we hear about belief is especially when it comes to us as Christians and as believers is not um, exactly I think what we see in Scripture. So. Um, Looking at that particular um, verse where you say John 3.16, the Greek word for belief that we see common in scripture is pistio. One verse I read from to see this was in John 20 and verse 31, where it says, um, but these things are, are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. That's why we see the word clearly. Yeah. And pistio. From, to have faith in, upon, with respect to a person or a thing that is credited by implication to entrust, especially one's spiritual well-being to Christ, believe, commit to trust or put in trust with. Um, and and w- w- when you look at, generally what we see as believe looks like acknowledgement. So if I accept that, um, uh, it looks like an acceptance, it looks like a mental assent that, okay, if this is this, what does, I, what, does, what does mental asset mean? Mental asset because I know people use it a lot. Yeah, so mental answer just mental answer just basically means that oh, um, you accept it to be true, and that's where it stops. In the sense that it's just the, it's just. Do you have an, do you have an example? I I, I think I think I think what is closer to it is acknowledgement. Actually, I think acknowledgement cuts it. Okay. Yeah, acknowledgement. Mental asset is just a fancy phrase, actually, <laughs> but acknowledgement yeah. cuts acknowledgement cuts it better. Because acknowledgement just says, okay, the sun is out. Yes, I can see the sun is out. 
acknowledge that and that's and that's where it just stops and most of the time we think our faith is or belief sorry let me use the word belief belief is just that that you just agree or you just acknowledge that this is it but when we look at it in scripture clearly and looking at what belief is is that based on the fact that i've accepted this to be true and i've acknowledged this to be true it changes everything about what i do okay it changes okay. everything about okay. what so, I do. so yeah so i so so belief forces upon us a change of um a a, a change how it affects how we walk yeah affects our work clearly basically you, you you know it's like it's like you're inside the house and then someone comes and tells you oh, the house is about to collapse yeah <laughs> you, now if you if you, if truly you, believe, are, if you simply <laughs> just it's just, uh, this guy okay they, okay we, they, we don't hear you we don't hear you <laughs> we don't hear you you're still inside the house yeah. you never hear <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah you never hear you never hear you know thief did the yard <laughs> she's still on okay, life okay we don't hear you <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we never hear you. We, 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 yeah, we heard you. Okay? We heard you, yeah. You know, and so, and so, so you know, all honesty, so to believe really, um, it's like what James said, where he said, show me your feet by, without your works, and I'll show you my feet by my works. Works, yeah. Because, you know, if you even go into the context of belief, especially in the places where Jesus Christ painted, like he says, whosoever believes in me, there's an S. And so he showed believing to be a living force. He showed believing to be a living thing should believe in to be a continuous and an active thing not something that happens once in time yeah. and then accounts for all perpetuity no no it's something that must continue because when you search through scriptures and look at our salvation in this context what you begin to realize is there's a sense in which our salvation is in continuing to believe yeah you know so paul will say things like um in hebrews 3 verse 12 or thereabout and he would say um, we are verse 14 rather it says we are made partakers of Christ if we hold fast the confession of our faith steadfast until the end yeah and so I thought I thought we are made partakers of Christ for now forever no Paul said yeah. if we hold, hold fast. fast yeah the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end and that sense is he portrays that same sense in actually every in everywhere yeah. in Colossians when he wrote to the people of Colossae it was still the same sense in which he was portraying in Colossians 1 the early part um, verse 21 downward and he was talking about how God has reconciled us in the body of Christ he said if indeed you continue in the faith yeah. grounded and steadfast if indeed you continue because there's a sense in which you can stop believing you can actually stop believing um, you know what's even funny I was reading the parable of the sower I think two, two three and days and that back. is it yeah continue yeah. <laughs> I, we're going there yeah oh, yes I was yes. reading the parable of the sower and in fact I, I just got I got stuck there because um, I, I was seeing it in a better light in the sense that I was seeing a progression and it felt like, um, okay, the, the word was sold and because the devil yeah. did not want people to believe and be saved, he took it from them. And that was the, that was the first uh, soil. He took it from the them. The first one, yeah. The he first he, one. he, he couldn't take it until they did not understand. Yes, they didn't understand. So the second set so, yeah. believed received it with joy but um the, the, this was the one persecution that persecution arose because of the word the used there is that they fell away it fell, fell, away, yes. fell away the second said received the word it. received the word yeah but the cares of this life 
worries because of like the deceitfulness of bitches and then the lost of other things entry and yeah. choked strangled in fact I, I had to check the word choke in strong's dictionary it's like strangled so he took the life out of it now it says that the good yeah. soil the one that produced a hundredfold that particular one that particular one retained it held fast to the word so it means that the last soil could have faced everything the other people faced, but held on to it. So I asked why myself, would it, that it must have faced it. Must have faced it. it, it, have faced it. it must have faced it. Yeah. So I asked myself because that, the persecution yeah. it called was son. When he talks about the persecution, let me just even yeah. No, I'm not. You still continue your thought. Yeah. And because that persecution he said that came for the word's sake was actually in the parable was sunlight. Yeah. Now sunlight is necessary for the growth of every seed. Very true. And so that was sunlight. And then every seed, every soil has other things growing or contending for space. Yeah. And so there was, it's a necessary place where you have to weed out competing sure. um, interests or competing trees or competing. You, you, yeah. So, so the soil that gets to the end where that becomes fruitful, like you said rightly, had experienced the two. And I always make these two look like this. I said, these two actually are persecution and loss and temptations. Yeah. Those are really the two things that actually can make us fall away. Yeah. Yeah, but continue. Yeah. So when you clearly look at it, it seems like the guy that produced a produced crop, produced fruits, the good soil, is the one that ended up being saved. No, that's the one. See, you know, you know, a lot of times we use the scriptures to teach to teach good messages. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I was, I was with a colleague today, and I asked him what was the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And he said, he gave me a lot of answers. So I asked him, asked him a lot of pressing questions. And, and I got to the point where he got to the, I got to the end of what he understood about yeah. the kingdom of heaven. He was not far from it. He was, he was almost right. So I began from Genesis. So I asked him, oh, you, know, you know, the kingdom, the whole idea of the kingdom of heaven came from. And, and so when I began on this journey with him, and I took the journey from there to Christ and then to the coming, to the coming kingdom, yeah. his, his jaw dropped. He was almost in a state of fear. Because he's like, it became so real to him. And and I said, oh, should I record this? He said, Baggy, you have to record it. <laughs> and I began telling him about how, how, so everything, everything tied in with the kingdom, why we are, why we are faithful in our business, yeah. everything, it tied in accurately in the kingdom. But while I was sharing this with him, it made me realize that when Jesus Christ shared the parable of the sower, he was not talking about a good message. He was talking about the parable of the kingdom. Yeah. That this this story of the kingdom or this truth of the kingdom, when the word goes forth, that some people will still fall by the way. Yeah. Like some of these words will go and fall upon grounds that do not have enough earth in them. And so even if they bear food for a season, it says when persecution comes, they'll fall away. Yeah. And the other other ones where, yes, this word will come and the word is exciting enough. Yeah, the word makes a lot of sense. But the word will grow in the midst of other competing things. And then the word will not be fruitful. And as such, when Jesus returns or when the kingdom comes, they are found unworthy of the kingdom. <laughs> you know? And so, the, so big, and that's the reason why Jesus Christ, when he paints the picture of believing, it is consistent with every time he spoke. You know, that's, that's yeah. the reason why whenever I want to preach about following Jesus Christ and we're talking about pure faith, yeah. we like coming from John 3, 16, say, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten that's son. Fine. If you believe, you will not perish, but have everlasting life. And he says in which we talk about belief as just 
agree with Jesus, yeah? and you, your life is saved. You can live as a devil, but agree with Jesus to then your life is yeah. saved. The reason why we come from that scripture is it now looks as makes it look as if, as though Jesus is schizophrenic, as yeah. though Jesus Christ did not mean like this in yeah. other places. But when you go and look at Jesus Christ talking about if you want to be my follower, you have to take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me. It was still the same Jesus that said, He that believes in me. But go, this was on. still a requirement. Hold up. But they just take like, okay. make I go on Jesus. What's the question? You get one, um, let's see the column again, echo cancellation for that tab. I just, I just, okay. I just, I just okay. move on. So now waiting, I don't know. It happens sometimes. Right? Okay. Nah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Don't, it don't come out. Okay. Okay, start the recording. Um, so where did I stop? Okay, just hold on. Five, four, three, two, one. And so, Okay. And so there's a sense in which we we we, we assume Jesus to be schizophrenic, yeah. where we say, "Oh, he says he just tells us believe in him," but then that thing was talking about them um, being disciples, where you have to take up your cross and follow him, doesn't apply. It's, it's a different thing, and so I can choose to just believe, and I'll be I'll go to heaven. But uh, this thing about being his disciples, you uh, know, for a super Christian, you know, it's absolutely false. Yeah, it's absolutely false. And, um, and except we take a walk that looks yeah except yeah, we take a walk that okay. looks like i mean yeah except we take a walk that looks like um i was going to say except we take a, that looks like what um the disciples of jesus were like to him and for me that, that that's where i think we go back to or we should go back to because um we are believing we believe in jesus based off their testimony and they 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 are the ones that um started following him initially and it's how they followed him that we are to follow him and believe in him so that is the pattern that's the pattern. the pattern it doesn't change it doesn't change the pattern doesn't change and that's why we have to go back and for me what i see is that we see um when we look at their lives whether we see it in the gospels we see it in the epistles we see that the word that is i, I think very strong that captures what belief is that we see an allegiance to him to jesus we see we see this man left everything to follow him and after he died and resurrected yes after he died and resurrected he went further into it even at the cost of their own life and that is what that is how far believing took them to and we we no, you know yeah, yeah. let me let me let me let me, add to, let me just say this um, yeah. when you see a man die yeah and you see the man come back to life and you eat with him you eat with him Balado. <laughs> there's nothing you can tell that man that there's no life after death yeah it's the reason why when atheists talk about there's no heaven or there's heaven i'm like the question is too late <laughs> this is the question it's coming too late it's like somebody who has been swimming since then yeah. you come and you see is there water in the pool it is too late he has been yeah. swimming since yeah we have seen a man come from the dead yeah yeah. So there's one thing I also asked me which way, which direction is heaven, but then it's, uh, it'll be complicated to talk about in this podcast. And I told him simply, wherever Jesus is, there's heaven. Yeah. I said we saw him ascend bodily. For crying out loud, the question is dumb. That's why Paul said, or uh, whoever with the book of Hebrews says, seeing that we have a high priest who is passed into the heaven. So let us hold fast the profession of our faith, steadfast until the end. We have seen somebody go into the heavens for crying out loud. Yeah. There's immortality. There is. There is. 
you know and, and so that believing or that reality yeah. causes us to keep an allegiance to him even unto death even unto death and, and so when people say oh deny him i'm like how can i deny one who will come back like you would soon die and you have no you have no control over what comes after now and and, and what it is he's risen from the dead the most you can threaten me with is what he dealt with like the most yeah. you, you the most you can threaten me with is death and he, and he defeated that so i can't be scared of your <laughs> threats so that's why they could tell that's why they tell the, uh, the pharisees and the council that see you are not one to tell us whether to preach or not <laughs> like, you yeah, yeah, yes you know I, I, and that's what they're excited to suffer for him <laughs> yes because even like paul and barnabas said he said yeah. too much tribulation will, will, will come into the kingdom of god, the kingdom of god yeah. um i was watching as we were reading my wife we were reading revelation we were reading revelation three they got instruction to the church in sardis yeah and one of the things that he said to the church in sardis was um I, I would i would declare you or he that overcomes i would i'll boast about him or i'll confess his name yeah. to my to my god and to my to my father and to his holy angels I told my wife, don't look for a different meaning. Let's go back to where he said this before he died. Yeah. And we went back to the place where he said, he that is ashamed of me in this adulterous and perverse generation, I'll be ashamed of when I come in the glory of my father and with his holy angels. And so it's the same Jesus that he's talking. That he's talking, yeah. And so Jesus expects a living relationship with him. Yeah. Jesus expects that when we claim to have believed him, yeah. That he shows in the manner of our life and that's why john one of his foremost apostles says this in first john in his letter first john 2 verse 3 he says now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandment yeah and then he begins he, he gives a gesture and he says he who says i know him and does not keep his commandment is a liar and the truth is not in him but whoever keeps his word truly is the love of god made perfect in him he says by this we know that we are in him he who says he abides in christ ought himself also to walk just as he walked yeah towards the end of that that, that chapter that chapter he was talking and john said this it's quite amazing he says this and now little children abide in him that when he appears we may be confident and not ashamed before him at his perusia or at his coming if we know that he is righteous you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him okay. and so because we're expecting him we live for him we live for him that's what believing is you know you know when you say my master is coming back it's like um your mother your mom tells us oh keep the house clean and then you we start playing and scattering the house because we don't believe she's coming back anytime soon back. yeah true. <laughs> anytime soon and yeah. so we're like by five is it about the same back most start to arrange the house because momsi will soon come back that's what it means to believe but when you believe that momsi has died on the journey that she went for <laughs> then you keep scratching the house, scratching the house <laughs> you, can, you know you know and that's the reason why we are faithful to him why we hold our talents or why we hold yeah. whatever assignment he has given to us yeah. and we continue even in the face of persecution because we know that he's coming back. he's coming back and so believing forces a change of a walk in a us walk, walk in god's us. it's a walk there's a walk that you know god was talking to israel and god says can two walk together except they're in agreement when he began to talk to israel earlier on he was talking to israel about how um he, he gave them all his commandments and so he had a relation he, he had a relationship with israel or he was meant to have one with them and then he in his talking to israel he says see guys everything i have commanded you you have not done yeah and he says can we walk together and so when John hopped onto that same idea of what 
believing is john says oh we have this message from jesus that god is light and in him is no darkness at all and then he says if we claim to have fellowship with god and walk in darkness what is walking in darkness walking darkness is walking in sin and walking in hatred hatred. that was what it was in the epistle of john yeah and so the the see because jesus did not resurrect in the spirit he resurrected bodily 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 and so to believe in him yeah is to have it's a living relationship with a living king yeah. a living lord and so when he comes john said in that john 2 verse first john 2 verse 28 he says we will not be ashamed that he's appearing why because we did what he wanted us to do yeah sure. the only people who shakes when their master come or are shy when their master comes is because they did not do what their master told them to do and you know, if we, if, we, if we look at it, this was kind of like the problem with the five virgins, the other five virgins. They didn't really Absolutely. believe. They didn't believe that the bridegroom was coming. Because if they knew the bridegroom was coming, they would have done everything to make sure that when the bridegroom comes, he will find them so doing. Because they Waiting, believe. Yeah. And that's why, for, for yeah. instance, Jesus says that when, when the Son of Man comes, would he find faith on the earth? Like, and that word faith, yeah. that word faith is the same word that, that, that says faithfulness. Faithfulness. So it's the same Greek word. The, the word faithfulness and the word faith in Greek is the same word. Same word. And so a lot of times when we read faith, we think is a is would he find believing? No, that's not what it is. <laughs> no, would we find somebody just saying uh, he, he knows the Bible? But that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about faithfulness. Like because everything will go wrong and that's why he says he that endures to the end he began to paint the picture of his coming before the day of the son of man and he says um this will be the beginning of sorrows he says many would be offended yeah why because they'll be hated of all nations for his namesake and so some will be like ah man he's not worth it i beg which can use less suffer be this one (laughs) (laughs) you know this jesus is not worth it i beg bodily suffer baba i'm too precious to suffer you know and so some will be offended they will betray one another and they walk away from christ yeah. and god says because iniquity will abound what's iniquity sometimes said because lawlessness will abound yeah. now imagine a system where there's no law there's no law just imagine what lawlessness is lawlessness is a difficult time oh, where somebody can just come and take your car from you and then you go to the courts and the courts are not for you lawlessness Lawless. and people will kill you and where the very place where they kill you they will kill your children and kill your sons lawlessness you know, in Lagos, everything we are looking for is, oh, let the, let the courts rise for us. What if it t- comes to a point where the nations hate us for loving Jesus? Wow. And where the systems of this world hate us for loving Jesus? Then you now begin to understand how the love of many works cold. Yeah. Because at that point, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. At that point, nobody's holding anybody accountable. What is even keeping us to, what is what is causing us to follow Jesus in, in, in some part of the world, like where we are, where there's no literal execution like that, yeah. is because nobody's challenging our faith. And so we go to church on Sunday. We can curse from Monday to Saturday, and then Sunday wear our Sunday wear our Sunday best. Wear Sunday best on Sunday, and then you see you see Sunday where I stay in Lagos. You see people wearing their fine dresses, walking antimonously to churches, and I'm like, if this amount of people were Christians, indeed, indeed, Abu Lekba will be good. <laughs> Abu Lekba will be fantastic, but it's not so. Yeah. Why? Because we have preached we have preached a gospel of faith. Or a gospel of believing that is false. Yeah. To believe, John says, if we are in him, we ought to walk as he walked. This is responsibility of our walk. Yeah. And so he says, see, if you say we, 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 have, we, we have fellowship with God and we are walking in darkness, it is not possible. Not possible. That is, is, is a lie because he's God. We follow him. Yeah. 
And so if we say we are fellowshipping with him, then we ought to be walking as he walked. Yeah. Or as he demands that we walk. Mm-hmm. And so believing is, like you said, is, is more than mental assent. And that's that the problem John had, James had rather, yeah. when he says, show me your faith without works. And I'll show you my faith with my works. And began to say that, see, Abraham truly believed in God and God's promise for him. So that when God even asked for Isaac the seed, Abraham took it there. Yeah. And Abraham knew that God could give him back. Now, what was Paul's point? Where people say, oh, it's faith alone. Now, one day we'll talk about faith alone and faith without work. You know, I don't think we can talk about no, it in no, this no. podcast. I, but I, just to, tr- just, just, yeah. just, to, okay. No, go ahead, go ahead. See what I'm saying. Okay. So I think, I think what Paul was trying to say in essence was, um, we, the salvation comes because we believe in the testimony of God, not because we did anything. Yeah. And so everything that we have come to believe in Christ is because God, it is, like I tell somebody that um, the gospel is God's testimony about what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Yeah. And and beyond the grave that we had, we did not know. Yeah. Because all we, we saw was the man died on the cross. Yeah. All we saw is that the man raised up, came back from the dead. Yeah. And then, 50 days later, we see the Holy Spirit upon us. And then the question is, what happened from the cross to the resurrection and to the grave? Yeah. And then when you begin to study the scriptures, you realize that everything we have come to believe is actually God's own testimony. Okay. God says he was... God, say, God says he was wounded for our transgression. Now, he's not the first to rise up from the dead. Yeah. He's not the first to be translated. Let me just put that word, translated. Enoch was translated. Um, Elijah was translated. Moses was bodily resurrected. Because, well, now he's not the first because he's from the dead. Moses got content for his body, but then later we saw Elijah and Moses with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. Mm-hmm. So Moses kind of has still had his body so, um, here and there. But whatever it is, um, Jesus is the first begotten, mm-hmm. first one to come into the newness of life, which is the resurrection from the dead. Not just to be translated, to come into the resurrection of the dead. And so when we look at Christ, or we look at the manner of his life, believing is not just agreeing with him. Yeah. Believing is to pattern our whole life yeah. after what he has said. Yeah. And so Jesus will say things like this in John 12. He that hears my word and believes in me. And then he goes on in 27 and says, he that hears me and does not keep my word, that one is doesn't believe me. Doesn't believe me. And so there's a, there's a responsibility for, for a walk in believing. It is necessary. And so that's what the point where Paul was saying. And Paul was saying, you know what, guys? Um, Abraham believed God. Yeah. And just accounted him for righteousness. Now, how do we know he believed God? Because he was he did not ask God that question twice. He didn't ask God, when will you give me a child again? <laughs> he did not. The Bible says he made an uncommitted quali- he made an unqualified committal to God. Yeah. He was done. He had seen the child. <laughs> that's what that's what the point. That's what the point that Paul was happy on. And so in our salvation, to believe Jesus or to believe God about the te- his testimony in Christ. Yeah is to see that God tells me that himself made Jesus to be seen for me, who knew no sin. And now I come to God in prayer, and I do not say, oh God, this wretched sinner. No. I come to God and I say, thank you for making Jesus to be seen for me. Yeah. That's what it means to be believed. That's what Paul was speaking about, believing alone. But now, if we believe indeed that God made us to be his righteousness in the sacrifice of Christ, yeah. then James says, should if we believe that shouldn't we walk righteous if we believe that now we have a new spirit that the old spirit from adam is gone then sin should not have dominion over us again and so james was talking about the result of believing believing. faith was and paul was talking about entering into the experience of the gospel you know and, and 
You know, so James was talking about the fruit of the gospel. Paul was talking about entering into the experience of the gospel. And to believe in it. Okay. Put everything together. It's it's simple for me. I, yeah. I actually had to put this down. Is that we accept the testimony of God, and which you just said, it, it's God's testimony. Even the um, um, the Apostle John even states that that what we are giving to you is the testimony of God. It says that in this um, first uh, first John. It says we are giving the testimony of God. And we received this testimony through them who touched him. They, they handled the word of life. They, they touched God. They, they experienced Jesus. And based off the fact that we've accepted what they have given to us, we have received the Spirit. And because we have received the Spirit, we begin to live lives in step with him by his Spirit. And every day of our lives, we are living for him, trusting him. And that's why... Uh, Paul was writing the Colossian church in Colossians 2, I think it's verse 6 there about, that the same way you have received Christ, keep living your life. Walking in Walking in yeah. Rooted, built up in him. And grounded. And grounded. So it is continuing. The believing is continuing. It's not that, oh, I believe and I'm born again and and then, and then uh, you know, and I become, I raise hell. You know, I raise hell in my week. In Jeremiah 7 verse 10, Israel, Israel was doing, they were doing all manner of nonsense. And yet, Yahweh says, and then they will come to the front of my tabernacle and say, ah, Yahweh, you delivered us to commit all these abominations. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, Yahweh, we are delivered, but now you cause some more, you know? And, and that's like, you, like you're rightly saying that, really, that's, that's what believing is. That's what believing is. And it changes... It, believing is. Believing is. We must just understand that believing changes everything going forward. And the magnitude of what our belief is in shows the magnitude of what it changes. Because we believe in somebody, not just for this life alone, but for the life after. And it means that it changes. It, it is, it is, it is, um, the implications are, are very, should I use, the implications are very severe. Because you are not just, it, it is one thing to believe somebody for something you do for me in the interim or something that is bound by time. But, I am trusting yeah. someone with something that is not bound by time. It's like I'm believing for something that is after here. And what that just means is that, see, how I live my life here cannot be on my own terms. It has to be on his own terms and conditions, not my own terms, because he's the one I'm, 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 I'm loyal to. He's the one I'm following. And the right word for, for, for even um, believers is disciples, because you are, you are following somebody and you're patterning your life after what that person has said, after what that person has done. You know, we often quote the scripture that um, those who are led by the um, Spirit of God are the sons of God. And sometimes it looks like it's just a confessional. But it is, it is not a confessional. It is a reality that if you're truly a son of God, you'll be led by the Spirit of God. And everything you're doing, you're doing it by the Spirit of God. And this Spirit bears witness with the Son who you are a disciple of. Uh, let me let me say, let yeah. me say something let yeah. me say something yeah. Yeah. i want to say something about believers being disciples yeah. believers become disciples believers are not necessarily disciples because in john 8 verse 30 jesus christ as he spoke these things yeah. many came to believe in him those are believers right yeah when you say believe in him those are believers so many came to believe in him and 2031 he says so jesus was saying to those jews who had believed in him said if you continue my word then you are truly my disciple. Yeah. And so there's a responsibility to continue. There's a responsibility. To so if you continue in my word, 
And so it's not just it's not just okay to say I believe him. I believe him. Yeah. Now are you continuing in his word? Yeah. Are you becoming? And that's when Paul talks about how we that we would continue so that we would be able to present ourselves to him yeah. blameless upon his appearing. Yeah. If I know that he's coming to judge, and I'll do my darndest that when he comes. Yeah. He would find me pleasing in his sight. That's what believing is. That's what believing is. That's what it's not just it's not just not sinning. Yeah. It's living every day for his coming. For his coming. That's what believing is. That's what believing is. And because we, we believe he's coming back. Yeah. Yeah, we believe he's coming back. And because we believe he's coming back, um we live for that. We live for that hope. Some, some sometime um in this we're going to talk about the hope we have, the hope we have been called to. And that's the hope that we're going to be with him forever. And that's what really his return is all about, is that we're going to be united with him physically. Physically. And that is the hope. Just like a wife waiting for her husband to return from a long trip. She's, she's, if, if she really believes her husband is coming back and she li- really loves him, she'll be doing everything to make sure that when he comes, he meets a lovely wife. So I know in touch with for Christ, I know husbands and wife were split apart for like 14 years. Wow. And then some of them came out earlier before the other. But the funny thing about that waiting was, if you came out eight years before, you came out four years before, and you don't know your husband, or you didn't know whether your husband had died in the gul- in the gulag or did not die in the gulag. Yeah. But he kept waiting in the hope that, he didn't know what they were. Yeah. But he kept waiting in the hope that someday soon, when they come back, they will find you unmarried and waiting for them. And so that's the same way we live our life every day for Jesus. Yeah. We know that we have a husband who is bodily risen from the dead. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter what happens in time. We know he will come back for us. And so daily, we are waiting. We are waiting. Believing is, believing is what causes us to wait. It's, yeah. In my own summary, it is that believing changes everything. That you believe in Jesus changes everything about your life. From the get-go and it is to continue it is to pursue it is to keep going at it and just keep loving it that's why when i heard of the solid trust you have in the master jesus and your outpouring of love to all the followers of jesus i couldn't stop thanking god for you every time i prayed I would think of you and give thanks. What I do more than think, I ask. Ask the God of our Master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally, your eyes focused and clear, so that you can see exactly what it is is calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy, boundless strength. All this energy issues from Christ. God raised him from death and set him on a throne in deep heaven, in charge of running the universe, everything from galaxies to government, no name and no power exempt from his rule. And not just for the time being, but forever. He is in charge of it all, has the final word on everything. At the center of all this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. 
the world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts, by which he feels everything with his presence.